Hello everyone, welcome to Toothache, where we welcome you to take a seat as we discuss the big wide world of troubled adolescents and existential thoughts that run through our minds daily. We're your hosts, Rachel and Renee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey guys. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I need to know. Oh, I know we're singing to sing off the nerves because, yeah. Um. well, this is part two of part one mm. of the previous podcast we did um last week last week that's why we're well last week we're filming it on the same day that's why we're wearing the same clothes (laughs) (laughs) like ew musty they don't change ew they've never showered Mm. yes well we're just never shower oh (laughs) i've never showered in my life before Mm. um okay okay um well this podcast that we're filming we're gonna we're about to film we are currently filming it's probably gonna be one of the hardest podcasts we we have ever done and we've barely done a lot um we just like to say before we start massive 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 trigger warning if you were triggered by sexual assault triggered by rape and anything by that um click off Watch our first one. It is more lighthearted than that. Yeah. Don't watch this one. Don't watch this God. one. Um, but we we feel like this is really necessary um, because it is such it's a it's a really big part of society that should be talked about way more. And there's so much stigma mm-hmm. behind it. And there's so much mm-hmm. there everyone has an opinion when you say the word, you know, there's everyone has mm-hmm. an opinion. And we're just going to basically just kind of open up about our own stories because we want to be able to not only tell everyone who's gone through similar experiences, like how you can heal from that. We're still healing from that. You know, it is it's not easy thing to go through, but you're Mm -hmm. not alone in it. And we hope by listening to this, you feel a little less alone. So, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Yeah. And it's it's not like we're gonna be like this happened to me. This happened. Like we're not gonna go. We're not Into gonna be graphic. De- oh, there will be no detail. It. Yeah, because that is horrible. And like yeah. I know that even for me, listening to someone talk about that like that, yeah, it, like fucks me up. So there's no way we're doing yeah. that. And I'd just be crying the whole time. So yeah. like that's not enjoyable for anyone. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. We we don't we don't choose what we said today. Um, yeah. but um, yeah, I I think this is this podcast is just more about the whole how to deal with something like that when it happens to you and how you heal yeah. from it and how you cope, you know? So and, don't worry. trying to get through it because like yeah. it's, it's fucked. It's horrible. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, that's fine. We didn't even discuss who would go first. Oh yeah. Go first. Um, well, I mean, I can go first if you want to, because yeah. I feel like I've, I've like kind of talked about this a bit more with a few people. Mm-hmm. Like I talked to a therapist briefly about it and then she was like, I'm, I have to go to the police. We're <laughs> <laughs> a great start um, Yeah. Well, I mean, she didn't actually have to, like she, she contacted CPS, like Child Protective Services, oh, whatever yeah, yeah. they're called now. Mm-hmm. I'm in legal studies. I should know what they're called, but like I just don't. <laughs> um, uh, your teacher would not um, be proud. Yeah. And so like... She didn't actually have to go through with any paperwork or anything because I never told her their names because I'm smart like that. Yeah. I know how to beat the system and mm-hmm. I will continue. 
juking them with the legal system. <laughs> but I'm, I will probably make jokes about this because I am incredibly comfortable, uncomfortable with this. It's how we desensitize up. ourselves. I'm not very, yeah. mm-hmm. I'm not good at opening up. I'm a Capricorn moon. Um, <laughs> I'm a Scorpio moon, honey. I will be sobbing. <laughs> Oh, that's unfortunate for you. I know. Yes. But basically, just broadly, um, I would like to say that everything that happened to me happened to me at a very young age. And at the time, I did not realize what happened to me. For one experience in particular, I was either 11 or 12. um, And... I blocked it out and until a couple months ago, it didn't, like, that's when it came back to me. Um, I knew that, that that this guy had done something to me. However, I, like, ignored it mm. and, like, my, I, I suppressed it, like, immediately after it happened. Yeah. My brain went, no, it didn't. <laughs> and then, like, I went about my day because I was so young. Mm. Um. But basically, let's start there because that was the first yeah. <laughs> experience. <sighs> um, so this guy went to our school and, I mean, I'm sure some of you listening would be able to figure out who it is from the timeline and everything. Um, don't message him, give him any hate or anything because, like, that was, it was ages yeah. ago um, and, you know, it was kind of fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> um, but basically, he... Sexually assaulted me. Um, it was at school. And I went to one of my friends about it at the time. She's not my friend anymore. <laughs> um, obviously. Good. And I was like, hey, this guy did that to me. And because she was close with him, she um, messaged him. And she was like, hey, did you do this to Renee? And he was like, no, I would never do that to someone. And as lots of people know, that was his, that was his go-to phrase for a lot of year eight. (laughs) No, Um, no, I would never do that. I'm a good guy. Um, (laughs) That is like really gross. Cooties. Um, It turns out he did. He did do that. And not only to me, to a lot of people. To a lot of people. Yep. Um, And so... I, I told her about it and she came back to me and she was like, well, he said you didn't. So obviously you're lying. You're being an attention whore. Um, you just like, you want to be like me just because I've fucked someone. And like, it was, it was all that type of situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was kind of just like, oh, well, and blocked it out. And as I said, it was only till like a couple months ago. So I'm, I'm turning 18 in a month and it was only, I know, I'm growing. Um, it was only till then that I even realized anything happened to me. Mm. So just like to give you a basis, um, realizing what happened to you can take years, literal years. Mine took like pretty much six years to come to grips with that. So for anyone listening, I don't want you to think that like you're any less because it took you longer to realize or you feel like the experience didn't happen to you because it took you long to realize your brain will tell you it was made up 
yeah just to protect itself Mm -hmm. and that's like that's um happened to me a couple times over the years I've like convinced myself that it wasn't true and then it took me some hard thinking to be like no it happened I'm allowed to accept that it's happened um because your brain will try to like protect itself preserve itself as much as possible Mm -hmm. and it's it's okay for that to happen that's just how it goes um so that was I'm like I'm not gonna say I'm completely healed from everything because that is a lie (laughs) I'm not sometimes I will lay awake at night and be like wow that's unfortunate (laughs) um but I think I really can't give you any advice on how I got over that guy in particular because it still really fucks me up but um on to the next guy I guess <laughs> so <laughs> that this sounds that was yeah that was just one um so that's kind of giving you a preface <laughs> hmm. um but this feels really fucked up to like go through all the people but um they were all men by the way um not that that matters or anything. <laughs> just, just so you guys know. Just need another excuse to shit on men. Because, like... Yeah, and just... Mm, <laughs> me and my hating of men. <laughs> um, but this guy, I feel like I can give a bit of clarity for. Mm-hmm. And, like, heal from a little bit. Like, give you a kind of advice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my unsolicited advice. Um, but he did it to me multiple times over, like, a couple of years. We had an on-and-off relationship um he also goes to the school <laughs> I yeah. feel like I shouldn't say that oh maybe we'll cut that out um but okay. <laughs> so he yes and um every time as fucked up as it happened as, as it was it was on school premises and I also ignored it for a lot of my life mm. however I'm very proud of myself about this, but I grew some balls and um, like two years ago, I think I confronted him about it. And cause he was like, why do you hate me so much? Like, why can't we just be friends? Like, I thought we were close. I thought we could be friends. And I confronted him and I was like, you did this to me. You hurt me. You can't expect me to just get over it mm. because it was such a damaging thing that you did yeah. to me. And he was like, what do you mean? I never did that. And so I think what we can take away from this guy is that the people that hurt you will try to preserve themselves. And so they will convince you that you've made it all up. Yeah. And I'm I'm sure if I like confronted him about it now, he'd be like, but it's ages ago. I didn't do that. I don't remember it. Yeah. And if I told anyone about it, he'd just say I'm a crazy bitch. <laughs> Which I mean, but, I might be a little bit, but <laughs> but that's fucked up though because like you should never ever feel that no one would believe you, and that's horrible because at the end of the day, like we all have this fear that like if we want to come out about it, there're going to be people that are like, "Oh no, like I know this guy, like he would never do that." And then the guy himself would probably be like, no like you're such a liar that never happened Mm. like and it's like yeah they will believe him you know like Mm. why do you think so many people don't want to talk about it why do you think so many people like i bet like you know 
oh, okay, I don't want to shit on men, but look, listen, listen, guys, take a listen to this, but just, just know that there are probably so many of your friends that you don't know who probably have experienced similar things to this and probably haven't told you because they're scared. Yeah. You know, they're scared. And I, that, yeah. yeah. And I also just want to say, like, it does happen to guys too. And yeah. I know that, like, that fear for men especially to come mm. forward about what has happened to them is immense yeah because someone close to me has had that experience and like the terror of telling anyone about it like the shame they feel yeah is so big and I think like especially with the whole oh like you know how people are like oh but not all men and Mm. I think we should like throw that to the side and just acknowledge that it happens to everyone and we should be there to look after each other. 100%. Because it is a horrible thing to happen and, like, we, sh- we should care about people and not just be like, oh, but it's not all men. Yeah, exactly. Like, it, it could happen to your sister. It could happen to your mum. It could happen to your brother or dad or yeah. anyone in your life. Mm-hmm. And I feel like being oppositional about it doesn't help the fact it I just mean, yeah, perpetuates the stigma of being scared about it yeah exactly like why are we like, competing we don't need to <laughs> yeah like, like everyone's human like we it doesn't matter despite what gender we are like mm-hmm. we have to be there for each other otherwise you know yeah yeah, yeah. and i mean i've <laughs> i've never said anything about the stuff that's happened to me because I felt like no one would believe me or Mm -hmm. because the people that did it to me like have friends and like they're more likely to take their side than mine and sure that might be the truth whatever I'll get over it but the main how I got over this guy in particular not necessarily got over but how I've dealt with it has been time and I know that's a sucky answer Mm. But, like, it, it, because it happened, like, around year six to year eight, like, that time, that time span, it has been time that has helped me get over it and growing into myself and knowing that, like, I'm not who I was then and I can protect myself a bit more now. Yeah. As sucky as it was to happen, I feel like it has helped me get a bit stronger Mm, and I know that that's such like a gross thing when people are like but your your trauma makes you so strong and so powerful to overcome everything that comes at you for like the next life and no it doesn't but Mm. also with time it can really like yeah it can make you not scared as much Mm, mm -hmm. like I I definitely feel like um now I'm not scared of him I just hate him I hate him so much. And you have every right to be girlfriend. <laughs> you have, but like, yeah. I, I do have every right. And yeah, you do. Like, I, I've turned the... That's also... Um, this probably isn't the best advice to give, but turn your sadness and guilt into hate towards... Yeah. The so, other no, no, I get that. Yeah, because rather mm. spend your time moping over it, you're just like, oh, just hate them, you know, like... Yeah. 
Exactly. It's a great mm. coping mechanism. Mm. Pull yourself out of the depression and turn it into rage. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, though, because you don't want to give them that satisfaction. Like, oh, boo-hoo, woe is me. Just exactly. be like, I fucking hate you. That That's it. That is what I do. That is what I do that has helped. I try not to give them the satisfaction. Yeah. Because I know it would just make them feel so much better if they knew I was crying over yeah. them. And yeah. if I don't give them that, then I am winning. And exactly. If you see, and like, also knowing, like, oh, I'm knowing unaffected. that what has happened to you gives you power over the other person because at any point you could just bring it out and say their name, and then exactly, fuck, exactly, fucked. you that have the power, power. Keeps me going, literally. Yeah. And it makes girl, me so... no, it that is the most powerful thing ever. Mm-hmm. Like you could ruin this man's life if you wanted to. Exactly. Okay, and you can. You and can. Like, that's that's kind of going to, that a little bit sounds fucked up because then we're being like, oh, yes, I can use this information to ruin your life. You'll never have a job. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, not, I'm not endorsing that. Yeah, yeah. However, you deserve to feel powerful over the person that's hurt you. 100%. Like, you, you don't deserve to feel like they can still control you because, like, you will grow. You will become a more powerful, a mm. more, like, sexy amazing <laughs> woman or man or person like yeah you'll you'll grow and with time you will be able to heal from it yeah as much as it sucks ass um it does and i hate this saying mm. but it does get better it does it truly um, does time's your best friend cuz literally time is your best friend mm. and although it may seem like absolutely forever before you feel like you're going to heal from it it really like it goes by like that Mm. um because I remember last year at the start of the year I was sobbing in my room about it still Mm. I was like sitting on the floor and I was like (gasps) it's all my fault (laughs) Um, (laughs) and like look at me now talking about it on a podcast exactly that is a big step also Exactly. What I've got to say as well is the more people you tell, the more it becomes real and the more you are able to get over it. Because mm. once, like, they hold power over you when you are still hiding it from everyone and you're scared to tell people what has happened to you because you're scared of them. But once you start communicating with people and opening up, you take ownership over what has happened to you Mm. and they don't own you anymore yeah so as hard as is to open up to people about what has happened to you it makes everything a lot easier yeah once you have talked to people because when you are in that dark place which does happen sometimes I still get there having people you can talk to about it makes everything so much better yeah because like sometimes I will call best friend here and I'll be like hey best friend um everything is not good at the moment okay I'm coming over I know it's COVID but I'm coming over right now (laughs) just joking we've never broke (laughs) we we would never break lockdown never break yeah but my best friend's my best friend though so can't make any promises so (laughs) she needs me she needs me exactly and having that person you know you can go to about something as shitty as this does make it a lot easier. Um, and so I, th- I think that would be my main 
like mm. advice to give to people and the guy also the guy that groomed me did do like other really shitty stuff to me and okay I feel like this is a very prevalent one to talk about but at the time like when the event was actually occurring I told mm. him to stop and I was like hey this isn't cool stop it stop it stop it and I had to use his full name before he actually stopped anything and then he was all mopey and he made it feel like it was my fault at the time I was 13 I've got to say to all of you right now you may be older you may be younger know that it is never your fault Mm. no matter how much they're like oh but babe but babe please yeah that that manipulation before they do something to you that is still fucked up yeah that is still sexual assault yeah even like it consent should be freely given it should never be squeezed out of you no yeah that still counts I wish I knew that when I was younger yeah because then after he was like oh but I thought you were okay with that I let him keep doing it (laughs) because you were guilt time I thought that was exactly I thought that was my fault and I know that isn't now and no one can 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 convince me mm. that it was my fault for what happened to me. It because wasn't. it wasn't. I know no. that it wasn't. I was 13. He was 16. He knew better. And then, yeah. so I've, I've got to say that, like, no matter what they convince you, you know, mm. you will always know the truth. Yeah. And that on its own is so powerful when you have that knowledge. Exactly. Yeah. Like, you know everything <laughs> you hold the power you have all the knowledge in the world Ew. but sorry i just did the cosplay moves and i didn't like that okay <laughs> but the main advice i would give to people is time does heal and anger is good in yeah. moderation and also you know what happened to you and yeah. Guilt tripping doesn't make it any less real. 100%. Oh, my God. And so you deserve, yeah, yeah. You, you, you deserve to be okay and heal from that. And you should never do anything drastic ever just because mm. of what another person did to you. You will be okay. You can talk to people. You can, I'm saying this now, you can come talk to me. You can DM us. message us. Yeah. Yeah, DM us in the toothache um, thingy, in, in the DMs or wherever. Maybe don't put it in the YouTube comments. <laughs> <Yeah>. But <laughs> like DM us privately and we'll we'll be able to talk to you about yeah. it and like anything like that because we are here for you. We know what it's like. Oh, yeah. And, like we, we just want to help people. We just want to help you sexy women and men. We want to help men. you guys. And others every single person every shape and form every single pronoun we love you okay and you are valid you are our children even if you are older than us (laughs) you are our children and we will take care of you and your experiences don't define you just because a shitty thing oh my god yes doesn't mean you are defined by that shitty experience for the rest of your life you will grow you will get better yeah and things do change for the better Mm. That's the end of my rant. <laughs> <laughs> good, a good way to close it off. Oh, I mean, I was, I mean, 
like listening to you like say all that like especially like the advice you gave at the end like that was so like if it, it, it felt like in a way like I know this is a podcast and everything but I felt like in a way you were like I was like taking that advice as well I was just like oh like Bessie that's right like yes <laughs> and I'm I'm so proud of you because like I feel like there are times where I felt like you know like those are stuff that I wanted to say to you as well to like help you get better and stuff like that because like I felt like those words that you just said especially like you said them but you know what I feel like you I feel like at the time like that's what you wanted to hear you know when you're at your lowest like you just really needed someone to say those words and stuff yeah it's so weird that we're being all like serious I love you best friend I love you best friend um <laughs> okay uh <laughs> Uh, okay it's so weird to go it's into so it, weird yeah. to go to and i mean look it's you can't sugarcoat it it's it's mm. hard to you know there's no easy way to i guess talk about it but yeah i guess one thing i can say before i actually say i guess my story my experience but you know i remember because like this you know you're my best friend and i remember just like seeing when all that was happening to you like all those times and stuff like that and like having to be there with you like I, w- I remember just being like oh my god like this is so shitty and I for some reason in my brain I was like this is never gonna happen to me though <laughs> um I don't know why I had that mindset it's just kind of yeah. it's one of those things where it's like if this happens to you you were just unlucky you're just unfortunate mm. but since I was so young I didn't really realize but like no like it can happen to you no matter what Mm -hmm. you know and that's yeah like before this particular incident like you know I had the mindset where it's like it's never gonna happen to me you're (laughs) kidding me never I'm one of the lucky ones that I'm so like it's a horrible thing to say but honestly like you think like oh I'm just lucky you know and Mm -hmm. because I thought as well it's like oh like stuff like this should happen to me when I'm when I was like really young and now that I'm nearly an adult I can protect myself and like Mm -hmm. you know and like boy was I wrong but <laughs> I mean it, it's definitely it definitely was a big lesson um this ha- this particular incident happened to me really recently um why can't I remember if it happened this year it did happen this year it did oh, see like the fact that I can't even remember when it happened just shows okay anyways <laughs> um unfortunately this incident happened a um yeah really recently and um it was the beginning of this year where I was really good friends with this guy. Um, unexpectedly as unexpectedly as well. Um, he was one of those people where I didn't really expect to be friends with, but for some reason we clicked and we had the same hobbies and we enjoyed the same things. And uh, we talked about it all the time. We would play on the PS4 together and, you know, I would stay up late and talk to him and about really personal things because I felt for some reason I, um, I felt like this uh, sense of comfort and I felt like I could Mm -hmm. tell him anything and, you know, he would give me advice on things and I would give him advice on things. Um, He would help me with guy problems and I would help him with girl problems. It was one of those things where he's like, oh, I have a, I have a guy friend, you know, like, that's so great. I have a guy friend. And it got to a point I was like, oh my God, like, I love spending time with this person. And we would, um, I don't know why it was like hidden in a way, but for some reason, not a lot of people like knew that to the extent of our friendship like no one really knew that we would literally spend every single day after school together you know get food and just talk and no one really knew that and they you know it it was like 
it was a very unlikely friendship so we didn't really expect people to know anyways because the friendship turned more and it wasn't a friendship at one point because it we became more than friends and it was not even in a relationship way though it was in a way that was like I love this person's attention and stuff like that but for me personally <laughs> this is gonna sound shitty but it was one of those things was like god I haven't had some in ages you know and it's mm-hmm. like you haven't had that physical attention in so long and to get it from especially like because I'm straight obviously so I'm like okay it's a guy and like he's my good friend as well so it's like it's like dating someone without the label you know so yeah. that's kind of what it was and I remember one day he invited me over to his house um to get intoxicated I'm not going to say in what way but intoxicated and um I knew I was we were going to be alone what I what what I missed out on the red flags I missed out on hold on you know he's asking me to I had to travel a significant long way to get there it wasn't convenient at all it was an hour train ride um I didn't pick up on the fact that he made sure his entire family was out of the house you know and he also made sure like it, it was like I missed out on those like red flags you know yeah. that it, it seemed very set up but at the time it didn't seem yeah. like it was set up at all it's it felt very casual so I get there at 12 o'clock and it's like we spent the whole day together and we were intoxicated for most of the day and towards the end um as I was about to leave I I had my mom pick me up right but I told her to pick me up at like quite a late time and an hour before she picked me up like he we were listening to music and we were just chilling or whatever and then he starts making a move on me and I remember being so confused because when you cross that boundary of like friends you know you you're very confused you're like hold on you're supposed to be my friend right now like nah I don't see you that way Hmm. and um not gonna go into detail obviously but like I I reciprocated because not because of the fact that I was like, I really like this guy. And I really like, no, I reciprocated those actions because one, I was intoxicated and two, it was just for the physicality of it. There was nothing more to it. Mm. And yeah, so like that was happening and it escalated and um, we did end up doing a lot. And I remember at the time, like when it was happening, he said to me, he said, oh, I could tell, like, do you really think that I... He said, do you really think that I didn't see what you were doing this whole time? And he was indicating Mm -hmm. that like you were giving me signs. You -hmm. were giving me signs like you were being flirtatious with me. That made me think that you want this, you know, Mm -hmm. at the time. I I was like off my head, so I couldn't process that information. I was like, whatever. And it got to a point where um, I had to tell him to stop because I had to leave because my mother was right up like thousands. (laughs) (laughs) and he wouldn't get off me and then it got to a point where I had to say get the fuck off me and then he didn't and then I left and after that day I told another close girlfriend about it and she immediately told me that the whole situation seemed really sketchy and she was like this seems not right um she was like do you don't you feel like this was a bit premeditated do you feel like he planned Mm -hmm. it out a bit and in my mind I was like I didn't want that to be true. So I was like, nah, no way. I wanted it, you know, mm, I wanted it. Like, mm-hmm. it's fine. Like it wasn't, she basically in sh- long, long terms, sorry, short term, she was like, it gave me rapey vibes. And I was like, mm. 
no there was no rapey vibes like we were mm-hmm. like we both wanted the same thing it was consensual mind you there was no words of exchange and and i feel like a lot of people out there like before you engage and stuff like that you need to verbally say yes before you mm-hmm. do it um if there is no verbal consent exchange like there like it it wasn't consensual and i had to learn the hard way later as well like even if i did say yes when two teenagers that are under the age um under under age whatever um if they're intoxicated legally that is not consensual even if you say yes because you were both intoxicated and i had to learn that like later on but at the time i was like nah he's a great guy (laughs) you know and it's one of those things where like this sounds really horrible but like i didn't want to be a victim I didn't want to yeah. become that person because I was like, oh, well, you know, I'm the lucky one. I'm supposed to be the one that this doesn't mm-hmm. happen to. So I purposely buried it down and didn't acknowledge it at all. Um, I was really confused on the other hand because I was like, this person's supposed to be my friend. So it was like, so, <laughs> so it's like really weird. <laughs> I heard it as well. <laughs> it was really conflicting because it's like, oh my God, like I have never, because I've never seen him in that line. Like I've never seen him as... I'm just saying, I've never seen him as attractive ever. So after mm-hmm. that, like those, imagine those feelings that you have when you kind of skip those like, like um steps and you straight yeah. away go to that. So like that does kind of make you confused a bit. And then it kind of got to a point where he would ask more and he wanted to repeat what we were doing again, even though it was supposed to be a one-time thing. And I think the only reason why I complied and I did it is because I was, con- I wanted to convince myself in my mind that even though deep down I knew what happened when I went over to his house, I even though I knew that there was really rapey vibes to it, I was like, okay, if I keep doing it with this person, it will be like it's it's not there. Like there, it, it was not. Mm-hmm. It was cons- it's consensual. Like oh, I did. I did. It get, makes it okay. It makes it okay. Yeah, because you're gonna repeat doing it. So that's what I was doing in my mind, and I was like, you know, kind of like what we all do. We suppress it, and we're just like, okay, mm-hmm. no because I really I don't know why I was just so scared of the idea of becoming a victim mm-hmm. and then um then it got to a point where it was just like really it got really manipulative and like too much because he was asking so much of me you know like he would make me skip class just to see him like in between classes make me miss class make me see him during lunchtime and make me do all these things that like at school and it got to a point where like he wanted me to do something with him at school and um I um I I I thought we would because he played it off as we were watching Netflix in like at school and Mm -hmm. um it it wasn't like he started doing stuff and I was like hey I said no I repeatedly said no like similar to your situation I was just like no no (laughs) no but this time even though even though I told him no the first time and he's listened he didn't listen this time and he kept doing it and I got to a point where I had to give up and let it happen to mm. me so that it could be over sooner because yeah. I thought okay I'm I'm powerless in this situation I have no control and that's one of the shittiest things you know when you don't feel like you have yeah. control and when we walked out after it happened he turned to me and he said you didn't really seem like you enjoyed that <laughs> <laughs> and I was just oh. like no shit and um yeah, yeah so maybe I- he's self-aware wow <laughs> yeah that's really fucked up Ugh. like what are you telling me you you, you anyways yeah you knew yeah um so yeah and like that incident never told anyone um I only told you way after like the situation yeah. blew out of proportion 
Um, I'm not going to obviously like go into too many details, but like it's not the first. Basically, what I'm going to say is I was not the only person he done it to. I was not the only person. He mm-hmm. did it to someone else, you know, and that person happened to be a good friend of mine as well. And they told me about it. And I was just really distraught because it, it kind of makes you realize you, you, you paint it, you put these walls up where you're like, I am not a victim. Like he never did this to me. And when you hear that, when it's proven that he is that monster, you're mm-hmm. like, oh my God, like it is so overwhelming because you kind of come to this realization that like this has happened to you. You need yeah. to accept that you are a victim. And like, that's yeah. kind of why I, I went through this really stupid period of time where I didn't want to believe it. And I, I hate myself for it, but I defended him in the, mm-hmm. like, in, right as it happened. And I, I will never forgive myself for doing that because I, part of me wanted to believe he was still that good guy, even though deep down I knew he wasn't. And um, I remember like this, the, the situation blew out of proportion before my birthday, which was so <laughs> horrible because I had to pretend I was okay at my birthday party. Yeah. And it was so horrible because I remember like when I told, I, I got to a point where people knew I wasn't okay. And I told a couple of close guy friends actually about what happened and I left out the part about what he did to me. I left it out. Mm. I don't know why I did that, but I think it came from fear that I wouldn't be believed um, because yeah. those guy friends did like him and they were friends with him, but they were very, very nice and they were very supportive and they, they, were, they took it seriously. And mm. given their personalities, you know, you wouldn't really expect them to, but they did. <laughs> and, but then I, I remember just going, it was just so horrible though, because I, I wish that I added the extra part of yeah. the story. I wish I didn't leave it out. And after that happened, like I went through a really horrible, horrible time where like I was not okay at school. Um, I was like the girl that the person, sorry, the, I, whatever, the girl that, you know, opened up to me about it, you know, like it, our relationship was strained and mm. I was just really upset because, um, you know, he, he, stopped coming to the school not because he was kicked out because he chose Mm -hmm. not to because I think deep down he knew what he did wrong yeah and he He I've never seen yeah he was scared and didn't see him since then and I went through a really horrible time where I was just like not myself at school um if like you know like teachers like a particular Mm -hmm. teacher who I'm like really close with like she was like really like worried about me and stuff like that and she Basically, like, uh, was my only kind of adult to talk to because I didn't tell my mom about it. Mm -hmm. And I didn't tell, you only knew, I guess what, not a lot of it. Like, you knew, I guess, like the main point of it. But I didn't, at that time, you didn't really knew what he did to me. So, Mm -hmm. like, I felt like it was, it was like the first time in my life where I've never felt more alone because I, I remember being in class. I was in, in like my music class and I remember like being all sad or whatever. <laughs> um, but I remember like, I don't know why I was thinking to myself, I was like, why is everyone going through their lives? And they're like, okay, I'm not yeah. okay. Like, that's so weird because, but I, but no one knows though. I, yeah. I shouldn't be like, why do I, sh- why don't I, why am I expecting for people to feel bad for me? Yeah. But it's like, girl, you can't tell them though. So, I, and and then it's like, it's like those things where you feel so alone, but you can't tell them what's happening to you because it's mm. really serious. Like you can't just tell people that. But then I'm like looking at people living their lives, and they're like so happy, and it's just like, oh my god, like that's so weird that like I'm going through like one of the worst times of my life, and nobody knows. 
and I felt so alone I had no one to go to because I was so scared to like tell anyone and didn't have an adult to talk to so the only adult I was talking to was the teacher at the time and only because I really trusted that teacher and Mm -hmm. then I told and the other other person was the other girlfriend that I told and it was just two people in my life that were in my support system but for some reason it didn't feel enough and Mm -hmm. I and I wish I had some of my guy friends on my side with me, but I couldn't because I was too scared to tell them um, about what happened to me. And I actually ended up telling only one of them way after. And yeah, he was very shocked about it. He was like, shit, can't believe that. Um, but to this day, I mean, unless they listen to this, but to this day, they don't, they don't know. Um, mm-hmm. So this is how you're going to find out. <laughs> yeah, this is going to, this is the other part of the story that I never told you about. But yeah, it's, it's, one of those things like back to kind of your story how like you know you have that fear of like especially with guy friends if they're friends with that person you're really scared that you're not going to be yeah. believed um yeah yeah and I also I also had to come to terms in the fact that like I didn't realize what he did to me in at school like I didn't realize that that was wrong I didn't realize yes. that counted as assault and it took me um um not years but it did take me a while you know like it took yeah. me more later this year to realize like god damn it i've been assaulted la 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 <laughs> la, 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 la. so it's one of those things it's just like it's yeah but you know i wish i realized sooner but like you can't blame yourself for that you know you can't blame yeah. yourself for not realizing sooner it, it it's one of those things where you can't help it but i'm very glad mm-hmm. that i know now and i've cut that person off from my life um because even after all this happened, he's, he's to this day, he still doesn't know what he did to me. He doesn't know. Um, I wish I could grow some balls and confront him about it. But um, I, I feel like it's not necessary because I, he's not in my life anymore. So I don't feel the need yeah. to do that. But, you know, what he did to me was horrible. And I, I'm always haunted by the fact that, like, he doesn't know. And that's mm-hmm. what really hurts. It's just the fact that he's not aware that he hurt me, which is so weird because you know, when the situation was happening, he was trying to reach out and talk to me. And I was just like, I can't talk to this person. Like, I can't talk mm-hmm. to you, you know? And he's even tried to say stuff to me. Like, he sent me text being like, what did I do? And it's like, are you fucking kidding me? What did I do? Okay. I'm, I'm gonna let you sit with that. I'm gonna let you marinate with that. I'm gonna let you marinate yeah. and think about <laughs> what you've done. I'm gonna let you finish. But Beyonce had one of the best music videos of all time. <laughs> <laughs> of all time. Oh, good old Kanye. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, I guess my advice for this is, a, is if you're one of those people that um, came to terms with your experience, like you realize like later on, like, like you said, like it is not your fault and it is perfectly normal. You know, so many people, it will, it can take them literal decades yeah. to be like, you know, it clicks in their mind, you know, and they, you know, yeah. they realize and it's, it's not your fault. And when you have that knowledge and you acknowledge it, like, you know, you have the power. You are the one that's in control. Don't let that person, you're, you're not letting that person to what they did to you. Like that experience does not control you anymore. Yeah. And you're finally like, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, time, <laughs> time helped me. Time, <laughs> time, for the time. <laughs> Honestly, time helped me because at the time it happened yeah. to me, like I did go through a phase. I was like, I'm never going to get over this. I am so mm-hmm. sad and I'm never going to get over it. And I'm, I'm sad because I'm so low, whatever. And, but you know what? Yeah. Time is really like, it is the biggest healer 
I'm so I'm okay with it now like obviously all the scars is like not fully recovered but like I'm I I'm comfortable to talk about it that's how I guess my improvement is the fact that I'm okay to talk about it now and you know it's it's one of those things where it's like at the time I, I remember like telling my friend I was like oh my god this just feels like a nightmare I can't wake up from she goes <laughs> she goes time like she goes time time will help you time and at the time and at the time I was like bullshit I'm never gonna get over this yeah. I'm gonna be sad about this forever but she was right time is your best friend yeah so yeah um fuck you fuck how dare you yes and to all the people whom we know you guys know us i'm sorry y'all had to find out this way (laughs) we love you not that we don't trust you but we love we love you we love you Um, also just quickly before we wrap this up um i just want to say because you said that you were defending him and everything. Mm-hmm. It reminded me I also defended one of my many. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just want to say, mm-hmm. if anyone listening has ever done that and defended someone that's hurt them, it, mm-hmm. I don't want you to blame yourself yeah. or feel like it's your fault for doing that because at the time you like you defend people that you think have done no wrong and Mm -hmm. like your brain hasn't caught up with what has experienced what has happened to your body so it's okay to defend people that have hurt you Mm. um it's not your responsibility to name and shame them yeah and you like you can you can have the courage to do that and like I props to whoever does that. I've never had the courage, but um, you don't have to feel like it's your responsibility to like call them out or whatever. Yeah. And d- don't let anyone push you into calling people out before you're ready because that can also really fuck with you. Yeah. Um, and mm. once again, we're here and we love Shoot you. Shoot us a DM, honestly. Yeah, like we'll Facetime you as well. Like we're a little girl chat, little girl guy chat. Like we should, we should make like a giant Discord of victims. <laughs> if that was insensitive, I'm sorry. Like that, we're not gonna do that. Anyways, I'm sorry, what? guys. Completely <laughs> joke. Um, mm. anyways, yeah, we're here for you. Thank you for listening to us ramble. And give you advice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, no. Like, thank you for like giving your time because, like, you know, it's it's victims have so like we have hard times like trying to like just even tell people, you know. So mm. being able to put it somewhere so publicly, it, it it's a big step. And yes. yeah, like Renee said, talk to people. You know, it helps. Open yes. up. It will make it easier. And yeah. And although people are like, talk to a trusted adult, sometimes you don't have trusted adults. Sometimes you don't. So talking to literally anyone can help. Telling a stuffed animal because they can just sit there and absorb all of the information. Yeah. They don't have to be like, but what about... Because they don't have thoughts (laughs) or feelings or emotions. They are real. (laughs) Talk to a rock. 
Talk to the sky. Ooh. Talk to your crystals to if you your- have any. Yes, actually, put all the bad energy into your crystals and then in the next full moon, cleanse them. Yeah, but don't forget to cleanse them because otherwise that bad juju yes. doesn't So, yeah. Exactly. But we're here. We love you. Thank you Thank for you. listening to Thank this episode yeah. of Toothache. <sighs> we love you guys. This has been Toothache. We love you. <laughs> <laughs>